0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Let's Get Civical.
1: This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events,
0: but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Walentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we're talking about the 15th Amendment. So grab your voting
1: rights and let's get civical. Hello everybody. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Let's Get Civical. I'm Lizzie Stewart.
0: And I'm Arden Wallentowski.
1: And can you believe that February is almost over?
0: I it's it's got, as of today, like eight days left, and I just don't understand where why she came and went so quickly. She came and went. Blink of an eye. Blink of an eye. Like, were we rude? Yeah. Did she not want to stay? Yeah, did she make her uncomfortable. Oh. You know? I really I, wish she would talk to us when she's feeling this way so we could, I like, know. address in the moment. I mean, we really do put the, like, one of the highest pressure holidays on her. So it's good that she's short because if she had to last longer...
1: Yeah, you were talking about Valentine's Day and Mm -hmm. I immediately thought President's Day and I was
0: like, is President's Day a high pressure? It's very high pressure President's Day, you know, what finding (laughs) finding new ways to celebrate that like stick within the boundaries of your relationship, do we wear a wig, do we not, do we make the president face the cake in the shape of a president's face, which one... Exactly, and like which president
1: are we celebrating? You know, Taft. It's a, obviously, we, obviously, would <laughs> never not celebrate William Howard Taft and all that he gave this country. We should do a biopic, biopic on on Taft.
0: I would love that.
1: That'd be awesome. I don't know much about him. I mean, the what the little that I know is very fascinating. Yes. And I feel like if we just peel back the layers of this little onion, uh huh, I just oh.
0: imagine there are so many fun facts, so many to be facts. unearthed. I the only thing, I mean, I know more. The thing that I is most prominent in my knowledge of Taft is just his stance because he had that like, just like belly chest out, yeah, like big butt guy. tucked under, big guy, just like. Leading with his his belly. Very top-heavy. Very top-heavy gentleman. Um, yeah. Yeah, we should totally do a, a biopic on him. He's due. He's due.
1: He's due. So everybody, <laughs> I know you're screaming for a Taft episode as well, so rest assured. It's on our ever-growing list, and... That our, that our sweet, sweet intern, Houston, keeps. Shout out to Houston, you guys. Ah, you guys, we don't First shout of all, him out enough. We don't shout him out enough. And no. he listens to these episodes. He runs all of our social media. He's an absolute dream. And every couple of weeks, he'll send me a list of all of the, the bullshit ideas that we've spewed out about episode topics. And he's like, here's what you've suggested, you know, this month. And I'm like, oh, my God. We sound unhinged when you put all of the, the <laughs> ideas together. Oh my gosh. So, Houston, Houston, you know we love you. Oh Shout out God. to all the work that you do. But please add um Taft to the list. Thank you very much. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you very oh much. But today we're doing a very fun episode. We are once again taking a look at an amendment. Which I always am excited when we do amendments because they're just, there's only so many of them. Yeah. And they're always a super big deal. And because we are still well within Black History Month, we thought this would be a great time to talk about this amendment. Not only because it's Black History Month, because it's also the anniversary of when it was ratified happening this month. Yes. amazing. We love a kismet. Mm -hmm. It was meant to be, as they say. Meant to be. So, we are talking about the 15th Amendment. That's the big one five. Huge amendment. Big deal. Many people probably know about this amendment. I'd say, of like all of them, this would definitely break the top five Mm -hmm. easily. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to dive into it, get into the parchment, get into the ink. What was Congress doing? What were we talking about? What were we trying to achieve? A lot of good
0: from this amendment. Thank God. A lot of good, not the end of the road because nothing ever no, is. No, God. But yeah. a lot of, a lot of good and an absolute necessity. Necessity with a
1: capital N. Mhm. So, before we jump in, do you want to go over today's uh, sources? I see a
0: couple of fun ones. There are some fun ones. So, article written very recently, I think the 6th of this month this year, by Nicholas Mosvick, who is a senior fellow for, the constitutional, con- for constitutional content at the National Constitution Center. So, Hell an yeah. article from the Constitution Center celebrating mm. the 15th Amendment and where it all came from. National Geographic had some great information about the 15th Love. Amendment. And then a little kids teaching... Website called Kids Connect, which just had some like fun, like little like quick facts mm-hmm. that the other ones didn't have because the other sources were more like, "Here's our our writings, our musings on the subject right. of the Fifteenth Amendment." Here's Meanwhile, our research. Here's our research. Meanwhile, Kids Connect was like, mm, "Our audience is third graders, so yeah. <laughs> facts. Sentence, facts, facts, sentences, facts, sentences of just eight words or less." So um, hell yeah. Super fine. Really helpful. Uh, yeah. Look, I'm not above kids well, content, kids
1: education. No. I think the way we teach kids is important. And honey, sometimes you have to start with the basic. And where do you learn the basics? When you're in elementary school, when you're in yeah. junior high. If you don't know yeah. the basics, I'm not going to start at the Constitution Center. I'm going to start with the basics. You're
0: very smart. You're very smart.
1: I am very smart. Nobody talks about it enough, but that's Okay. <laughs> So speaking of the basics, let's start with the very basics of what the 15th Amendment is, was, did, etc., etc. So the 15th Amendment to the United States Constitution was ratified on February 3rd, 1870. So that's why we're talking about it this month, because anniversary was at the top of February. Anniversaries
0: are importante.
1: Very important. The amendment reads, quote, the right of citizens of the United States to vote shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on account of race, color, or previous condition of servitude. So we will talk about how we got to the 15th Amendment and why, mm-hmm. like, why we even had to make this, but I, I assume we can all guess that this was a product of getting rid of slavery winning the civil yes, war and you yes. know along with freeing the slaves we also had to give people who didn't previously have the right to vote the right to vote because right. that's what
0: literally makes you a citizen of the United States because when they when former slaves when you know they had no rights and then you free mm-hmm. them that's really lovely and uh, again a necessity but then They also have – if you send them out into a world where they have no civil rights, no voting rights, no nothing, like – Right. Are they really as – Yeah.
1: You can't say that we're equal because we're not. We're not equal. So the 15th Amendment guaranteed African-American men – because remember, y'all, women can't vote yet. So African-American men the right to vote. In addition, the right to vote could not be adied to anyone in the future based on race – So we're like, men of color, here you go. You can Mm -hmm. vote. And also, future people of color, you can vote if you're a man. Yeah. The first state to ratify this amendment was Nevada. So remember, Congress has to pass this. And then the states, a certain amount of states, have to agree and ratify and say, yes, we accept this amendment. So mm-hmm. Nevada, shout out to you. We don't talk about you enough. We had to show up to the game and hit a home run. So first one out of the gate, Nevada. Nevada. This one's rough. On the opposite this end of that spectrum. This one's real rough. The state of Tennessee did not ratify
0: the amendment until the year, do you want to guess, you won't. You wouldn't even hit the decade. No. If you were to guess, given the era the era that we're talking about, you would not even guess the decade that this happened. You wouldn't.
1: You wouldn't. You're not going to guess it, so I'm going to tell you. They, the state of Tennessee, did not ratify it until 1997. I was four years old. I was 12. 12. I... <laughs> somebody if you live in Tennessee call whoever and just be mad (laughs) just be mad you You have every right
0: to be mad about about this and about many other things because let's face it it's Tennessee and I love Tennessee but this is fucked up that's fucked up it's fucked up
1: so like I said it requires a certain amount of majority from the states in order to become an actual amendment Uh, So it required a three-quarters majority, and the state that gave it its three-quarters majority, which was not the state of Tennessee, was the state of Iowa. So Iowa approved the 15th Amendment, and that secured its ratification in 1870. So states can ratify after the fact, and in fact, I think they should because it's very important that they, like sign their name to the to the to the document and say yes i support this yeah but once you get three quarters it doesn't matter when or if the other states do so it doesn't matter that tennessee finally did it's very it's it's symbolic that's right. all it is so the the three quarters that did it 1870 and prior those were the ones that actually like made the difference so shout out to iowa for putting us over the finish line yes of the 15th amendment
0: thank you iowa thank you iowa so let's talk a little bit about how we got the 15th amendment. Like Lizzie mentioned it nice. came out of the civil war, the freeing of the of slaves and all of the and, and reconstruction, all of those moments and turning points in history that were again necessary and right. Mm-hmm. And but it took a little it was a little bit of a process. So there's some some history. So this is all coming from the Constitution Center. In the 1820s and 1830s, as part of the massive changes to American democracy known as the Jacksonian period, all states, but South Carolina, moved towards universal white male suffrage. Mm-hmm. So already we're seeing there is a backlash. <laughs> there is a backlash. Um, no, okay. We're really focusing on, and are we surprised, white males Voting. Just the phrase where
1: we're- universal white male suffrage sounds like a white supremacist group. Like, we it are does. the universal white male suffrage incorporated.
0: Or it's like some horrible like right-leaning like boy band <laughs> hello everybody
1: <laughs> we are the universal white male suffrage
0: are you ready to rock <laughs> but they also it's a band that clearly doesn't know what suffrage means and thinks it's sure. like sure. they don't <laughs> know no it, means it, just voting. Cool. it just sounds cool and it means like they yeah. had it really hard i mean i do think this is probably like it probably brought in like the Poor whites. You know what I mean? Like, oh the for sure. Well the white non-landowning whites. Right, right, right. Which yes is a is progress and a step in the right direction, of course. But also just like, come on. Come on. Come on. Like what you're doing is hella obvious. At the at the same time, restrictions on voting for black Americans and immigrants in particular. They began to become more prevalent. So we're seeing white male suffrage increasing and restrictions on voting on voting rights for black and... Pretty much everybody else. For black <laughs> Americans and people of color, like just, yeah, they're, they're, the restrictions are increasing. Right. So for instance, the New York Constitution of 1820 added qualifications for black voters. Okay, go us, go you New York. While New Jersey and Pennsylvania altered their constitutions to limit voting to white males. So the states are playing this game again. Right. We've, we see this with lots of issues like gay marriage, abortion. There's federal right. laws. There's federal cases. And then where there aren't for for um, issues that are important, the states start to pass their own laws, and they are not always, very rarely if ever, the same. And so now no. the states are playing mm-hmm. this like balancing act. Right. Because you have to remember, there thing.
1: are free black men who yeah. are the only people were are considering voters in this time in in the northern states, in, in what would become the Union. So yeah. states like New York, you know, that's that's what we have to remember is that, like, yes, there is slavery predominantly, mostly in the South where no rights, whatever. And then there's also this sort of like whole other world in, in the northern states where there is freedom, but yet still such limited actual rights.
0: Yeah, very restricted. And, and yeah, I mean, are you a free citizen of the country in which you live if you do not have the right to vote for the people who represent your, quote, interests? You know, mm-hmm. like... No. <laughs> uh, no is the answer to that question. So in fact, all states that entered the Union after 1819 limited voting to white males... Problem. Perfect. Problem. By 1855, only five states, which were Maine, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, and and Vermont, had black male suffrage. Right. Following the Civil War's end in in April of 1865, the leadership of Reconstruction Republicans pushed to secure the civil rights of newly freed African Americans. At a time when former Confederate states imposed quote black codes that deprived Black Americans of basic liberties to restore them to slave-like status. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's like, oh yeah, you're free, but like here are all the restrictions and actually this is a loophole. You're not.
0: You're not. The passage of the Civil Rights Act of 1866 and the 14th Amendment aimed to overturn Dred Scott and give citizenship and basic rights to newly freed men. Under the Reconstruction Act of 1867, the large majority of the country's Black men, again, men, 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 enjoyed the right to vote, but many in border states did not. And even as Southern states drew up new constitutions guaranteeing black male suffrage, Republicans feared that these provisions could be altered. So the Republicans, right, like Lincoln's party, the party of the union, they they were afraid, and we see this again today with many issues, that like, the states start chipping away or or they make progress in, in, in an issue, but then federal lawmakers are like, uh, this is not, this is, I can foresee this not going well.
1: Right. I can foresee somebody finding a loophole and then mm-hmm. suddenly, you know, we have all of these, you know, yeah, states doing all sorts of crazy
0: stuff and, and that's just no good. We need to send a message. Send a message because then suddenly you can't get an abortion in a place because its hallway only measures 23 inches or whatever Correct. the fuck. Um, which is not an actual hallway width, I'm realizing, but that'd be fairly bad. <laughs> but I understood, I understood <laughs> where you were going. took with my that. point. You took my point. It was right there. It was right there with you. Yeah, thank you so much.
1: We're going to take a quick break for a little word from our sponsors.
0: and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true
1: stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. The 1868 Republican platform included in Extending the right to vote to, quote, all loyal men in the South. Okay, hello, loyal men. Loyal men. Please get in formation. Uh-huh. Democrats attacked Republicans for forcing, oh, I love this, quote, Negro supremacy, end quote, on the South. So it's so interesting how, like, racist people don't get any creative where it's just, like, the the fear of being outnumbered. Right. You know, is just, has always been in, in the, the language of, you know, white supremacist yeah. speakers and leaders and all of that. Yeah. By December of 1868, multiple early versions of the 15th Amendment were introduced in the House and the Senate, and Republicans were torn between two approaches. So first approach, establishing a universal standard for all male adult citizens Or a quote negative one barring the use of race or color to limit the right to vote. So they're like, all right, we have two ideas on the table. One, we could just say, all men get
0: -hmm. the right to
1: vote. All men, you're a man, enjoy. 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 Like luxuriate. Get like vote, honey. Mm -hmm. Or, like, let's get specific with language, which is, like, you cannot say no to anyone based on this, this, and this. Right. Language is important because people can find loopholes based yeah. on what the language is. Right. So I appreciate them taking the time to be like, hold on.
0: <laughs> What's, What's the least year?
1: amount of, like, trickery people could do with this? Right. So the first draft that they did gave all male citizens aged 21 and above the right to vote. The second draft prevented states from holding back voting rights based on a person's literacy capacity, the person's owned property, and their birthplace. Which is interesting because as we, you know, some of us may know, Later on with Jim Crow laws, like, literacy tests are part of how people are denied the right to vote. Like, this is a loophole that people end up finding. Finding, right. And they thought about it, and they had it at one point. And they
0: didn't keep it. And and they
1: scrapped it. We're going to talk about that.
0: Yeah. Okay, great. It's kind of – it's very sad that somebody or a group of people were that fortuitous, and they were like, I Mm -hmm. know my countrymen. I know my fellow Americans. They're fucked. Yeah. Uh, they're gonna wanna they're gonna do these things and we can foresee that yeah. happening. And yet that's not the version that was ultimately passed.
1: I know. So the final draft, as we all know, what I read at the top um, is what Congress approved. The amendment, you can guess, was denounced, however, by many prominent suffragists as being a new barrier to women's rights. Splitting the long standing alliance
0: between abolitionists and suffragists. Which we've talked about that in the past when we've Mm -hmm. done biopics on people and we've talked about various amendments and bills and laws that have passed. And yeah, and it's it's a really, yeah, it's an interesting alliance and then an interesting split just to think, just to think about and think through.
1: Yeah. The leading suffragist group the American Equal Rights Association, split into two rival organizations. The first one being the National Women's Suffrage Association of Susan B. Anthony and Elizabeth Cady Stanton, who opposed the amendment, and the American Women's Suffrage Association of Lucy Stone and Henry Brown Blackwell, who supported it. And again, it's like, you know, they were working together and now it's the situation where one group is going to advance and- Leave the other behind, right? So, but but is it like so? Is it worth advancing one sector to just get them forward, or should we hold the line and like try to get everybody forward?
0: Right, right, right. And I understand. There's an argument to be made. Right, and I understand the debate on both sides. But it's you know at the end of the day, it's like if your goal is for more people to have voting rights. Right. Then when a group gets those voting rights or, you know, has the opportunity to, then yes, you take that and you continue to make your arguments. I mean. Especially, like, with an amendment, you you know? Yeah. Just seems like
1: take the opportunity. Right. To get the amendment. Right. And, like, use that to pull you forward. Yes. That's kind of what I would have probably thought then and kind of think now. But I get I mean I get the argument. I really Yeah. I really do.
0: Yeah. You know? Because the other the other side of the coin is like, okay, if this is the thing that happens and we use a lot of political capital on this, it's like, you know, when Obama did healthcare, right. he then couldn't go back and do any X number of things that he wanted to do because he right. had already spent so much political capital getting the ACA passed. So right. I understand this, this like, but if we do this this entire group, which is half of the population, right, including both, you know, white women and women of color, they now have to continue to wait. And when yeah. is the opportunity? I mean, we now know in hindsight what happens. But when you're sitting right. there in the moment, you're like, is this our opportunity? Yeah, this Are we happen. losing the opportunity? This will never happen again. Right, okay. right. Right. I like, you know, would like to think yeah. that if I was living at this time, I would be in support of the amendment of the fifteenth amendment because the more people who have the right to vote and and who, and who are not facing discrimination based on their like demographics is right the greater good. So let's right let's push that forward. So what happened after the amendment passed? Lizzie brought this up a little bit before, and she's as always just finger on the pulse. On finger the on the money. pulse.
1: Ba-bum, ba-bum,
0: ba-bum. This is where we start to see Jim Crow laws popping up because shocker of all shocks the fifth, like amendments do not solve everything because they are yeah they do put something on the books in a very important way but often the nitty-gritty gets worked out on local and state levels. So this is all coming from National Geographic. Although African American men technically had their voting rights protected, in practice, this victory was short-lived.
1: Sure, that's like the that's like the most U.S. thing, huh? That we have, which is here's a really important landmark something. Yeah, short-lived, short-lived. <laughs> it's short-lived. only a matter of a month before somebody starts trying to like ruin everything for everybody. Because they're mad. They're mad. They feel oppressed.
0: They weren't heard. They
1: weren't heard because they other people heard. can now do what they can do. It's, it's not, not fair. fair. It makes them
0: it's not fair. special. They wanna be special. I
1: know. I know.
0: Local and state governments found ways to weaken the amendment to prevent African Americans from voting. The word disenfranchisement is often used to describe laws passed to prevent people from voting and obtain rights other citizens had. The actions to prevent African Americans from exercising their civil rights became known as Jim Crow laws. Some examples of Jim Crow laws from back then, because I know there's different versions now, but from back mm-hmm. then, are... The heavy poll- hitters, if the you The heavy know. hitters. Poll taxes, which is a fee required to vote, generally not applied to white voters... Also now illegal.
1: <laughs> that, that is, is fully crazy. illegal. If you
0: you should never. Nobody you, ever
1: can make you pay in no. vote.
0: <laughs> Could you imagine walking into a voting booth and being like, "That'll be like some being faced with the that'll be five dollars." Like, are you insane?
1: I wish they would. Somebody <laughs> ask me.
0: I would. I would
1: probably black out. And then you. Know, I mean, I've been watching a lot of wrestling lately, so there's no telling what I would do oh if somebody God. tried to. If I, if there was like a whiff.
0: Of any type of like, mm-mm. Mm-mm, I can see you throwing That'd
1: down. Be, I'd, um, give me a chair.
0: <laughs> I will it's break over. it over somebody's head. Mm-hmm. Jim Crow laws also took the form of literacy tests. The Mississippi test, in particular, asked applicants to copy a portion of the state constitution at the white administrator's discretion. So, And this is what they they, they
1: foresaw this. They foresaw this. That's mm-hmm. what's so devastating is, yeah. is Congress foresaw this being something thing. that people would be asked to do. Because yeah. you're talking about, especially in the South, you're talking about a lot of people who have been in slavery for their entire lives. Yeah. Who do have not had had education. Right. And yet now, and so we're going to like humiliate people. Right. And make them try to read and write something that they've never been been had the opportunity, opportunity to, do to do because they've been denied that opportunity. Right. It's disgusting.
0: It's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. Jim Crow laws also took the form of the condition of owning property as a, as a precursor to voting. Jim Crow laws were enforced by elections boards or by groups such as the KKK who intimidated African-Americans with violence if they voted or wished to do so.
1: It's very important to remember because it's hard to really imagine it yeah. nowadays. Yeah. But the KKK was so in politics, so oh, yeah. in government, so yeah. in law enforcement. Like members of law enforcement, government. Yep. Uh uh any Entrenched. any sort of like int- like they were members of the KKK. Yeah. Up until not far history. Like yes we're talking up into like the 70s, 80s, even the 90s. Yeah. Like there were outward members in the south of the KKK who held positions, positions of, of power. power. Yeah. Like this isn't this this is this is all of our history. Yeah. So it's it's insane. Like to really dive into like the type of influence that the KKK had in the south and even in even in Congress there were members of the KKK in Congress. Like I am a proud member of the Ku Klux Klan. Not like, ooh, we're going to say that they're in the KKK and it's like, right, right, right. yeah, you're a white supremacist. It's, it's no. They're like, it's proud. I am a proud that's me. Yeah. I am of the, you know, Charleston mm-hmm. chapter. Hello. Uh,
0: my name is Bill. Like
1: <laughs> It's insane.
0: It's insane. It's insane. The southern region of the United States made little or no effort to protect voting rights of African-Americans guaranteed by the Constitution. And honestly, kel surprise. The South kel surprise. didn't want to protect the voting rights of black Americans. <laughs> I mean, yeah. stop the presses.
1: Stop the presses. <laughs> and this is like. Just to bring it all back to somebody I despise, which is oh Andrew please. Johnson.
0: <laughs> I was like, which one is she going to
1: say? <laughs> it was not, I mean, this was able to happen because once the Union won the Civil War and Andrew, Jack, Andrew Johnson was, you know, president because Lincoln was assassinated, Johnson was so like, easy and laissez-faire with the South and yeah. set up the, the ability for them to do this. Like, the ability for them to feel like they were totally within their, you right. know, rights to right. basically ignore an amendment to the Constitution. Like, they were... We did not treat the Confederacy as what they were, which were traitors to the United States. Right. It was like, oh
0: you didn't mean it.
1: I'm so okay, that wasn't good. That right. wasn't good of you. Right. And now and now go think about what you did. I think there is and a we'll just kind of leave you to it.
0: Right. like there there is a there is a fine line which I think we I'm sure there it has happened some at some point in the course of American world history but I cannot name a point right now but there is a line between like what or or not a line but like a happy middle ground between what what Johnson did in basically setting the tone for for the south to allow them to continue as if they were kind of their own separate country and had every right to right. do so and the way that germany was treated after the first world war which then basically led to the start sure. of the Second World War because they had no money and then, you know, whatever. Because they had to pay for the reparations for for the First World War. Right. So it's like, you know, there there is a middle ground <laughs> between being completely like a permissive parent and being mm-hmm. tiger mom. <laughs> like there is a happy right. middle ground and it is if, you know, it's those moments in history where if we had been able to find that even more, the, like, the pain and the heartache and the hardships and everything that followed, not that some stuff, not that stuff wouldn't have happened, but any any hope of, you know, any chance to alleviate the severity with which people suffered because of... Yeah. ...poor decision-making or in Johnson's, you know, the case of Andrew Johnson, just, like fucked up thinking and lack of backbone like you know like just well he was a s- democrat like, you know yeah, like yeah. that's yeah. He, he was
1: sympathetic yeah towards the confederacy cause so so glean yeah. into that what you will what you will but you could i tie a very direct line from jim crow to andrew johnson
0: oh absolutely it's a like, clear shot so, while the Fifteenth Amendment was a milestone for civil rights, it was not until the Voting Rights Act of nineteen sixty five, which hi a hundred years later hundred years later a hundred years later was passed by Congress that the majority of African Americans would truly be free to register and vote in large numbers
1: and we've since gutted the Voting Rights Act because yes. we solved racism according to. The Supreme Court
0: yeah it's done it's done don't worry about it it's not it's so, not real it and <laughs> yeah,
1: real but from 1870 to 1965 this country lived in the world of Jim Crow yeah and I mean it still does like you know you can't like there's just it's so obvious especially now um we're seeing like a resurgence of trying to limit people's access to votes. It's its so blatant. Like, any denial of that, I'm just like, do you, you read anything? Uh, <laughs> do you, like, truly, it's just... It, the To me, now, like, the modern-day Jim Crow is, you know, obviously shutting down poll, polling locations in predominantly, you know, neighborhoods of predominantly people of color. It's... it's uh, the signature matching thing that they try to do it's not allowing absentee voting specifically again in counties that have predominantly people of color in them right you know there's all sorts of fun fun little new things that people are trying but it's actively happening literally right now yeah (laughs) like it's just we had it's again it's the cycle right where we had an amazing piece of legislation passed with the voting rights act of 1965 and immediately we started to ruin the goodness of that and let people chip away at it and and yep. truly self-inflicted hello supreme court gutted it yeah it's insane it's in- like this is truly what happened to the 15th amendment is ha- happened with the voting rights act
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. It's a circle.
1: It's a circle. It's a cycle. Y'all wake Mm. up. Say good morning. You have to protect people's right to vote. And you have to put it, like, sternly on pen to parchment. (laughs) (laughs) And then keep it from the Supreme Court. (laughs) That's
0: right. They don't get to see the parchment because, you know, They don't get to see the parchment. (laughs) This group, they'll burn it. They'll just set fire to it.
1: They will just set fire to it. Yeah. But yeah, that is our episode on the 15th Amendment. And I feel as though having now done the 15th, we got to do more amendments. We got so many more to go through.
0: I agree. I agree. And like most of them are really like, like this one, there's, it's two sections. And the first section is is what Lizzie read at the top. The the second section is like. I don't know, like this right shall not be infringed upon, like just to reiterate, just so for the people in the back, you know, it's like, yeah. And then, you know, and then there are other amendments which are more extensive and have more sections, but they're great little, you know, and it's just such a great way to get a snippet of the time period in which the amendment was passed. Like what, why did we need this? How did it get, how did we get here? And then did it work? Like, what happened afterwards? Right. right. Yeah. No, let What do happened afterwards amendment.
1: is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have an amendment that you want us to talk about, that you're curious, let us know. Let us know. And you guessed it. We will do it. As always, if, if there's anything in general, and we've done this so many times, where you, our sweet, sweet listener, want to hear an episode about something- Shoot us a little DM on Instagram. Shoot yeah. us a little DM on Twitter at Let's Get Civical for both. And truly, we read those and we go, oh, my God, this is so exciting. Absolutely, yes. We will do an episode on that. So when people suggest stuff,
0: it's usually stuff we've never thought about. We've never oh, yeah. like and I'm, and it's always like those are always so fun to, to research and yep. you learn, like, I learned something new. You learn something new. And always this, like, cycle of education and curiosity is something yeah. that we get to foster and be a part of. And that is, like, it makes me so happy. I love that.
1: So, so happy. And if you're a listener who has submitted an idea and we've done it, first of all, thank you and we love you. Yes. Submit another one if you have it. You can do more than one. Fuck yeah. We're chill. There are no rules here. No. <laughs> so throw out your ideas. We'll keep doing this. And as always, we love you so, so much. And if you like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. Please rate us, review us, subscribe to us. We love you so, so much and we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye.